What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 33 of the Frameskip Podcast. I am your host and master of ceremonies for the evening, Elijah Steele, and with me is the wet ham, Seth Slykehouse. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Not too shabby. How about yourself? Uh, Dark Souls is a trash game. <sighs> really? <laughs> this is how we're going to start out? Yeah, we're going to start out like this. All right. All right. Wet, ha- wet ham coming in hot. <laughs> <laughs> It's about to go from a wet ham to just a soggy yeah, ham. It's just, just warm. From his warm, tears. Warm ham. Yeah. <laughs> warm ham. Dry. No, I, it's about to be dry ham. Well, we'll get to it when I when I, when I go to my weekly games. It's it sucks. Dark Souls sucks. <laughs> it's bad. And that is a, that is an objective opinion. I came in wanting to like it. It's bad. Go ahead. Okay. Move on. Anyhow, uh, our other host is the one and only George Cam Newton Loftus. I'm George, and Breath of the Wild killed my uncle, so it's yeah! also a trash game. <laughs> no, I just I, I didn't know, I didn't know how to like pass Seth on his ridiculous way to introduce <laughs> himself. So. That's fair. George, there's two f bombs already, boys. We yes. are not making Austin's life easier. George, I just thought of something. Did you make Cam Newton your nickname just because his nickname is Superman? And that's a way to get us to call you Superman. I did not. I've thought about that, but that was not the the logic behind it. I did it because I think we recorded right after the Patriots played the Seahawks where he looked like, I don't know, the second coming of Dan Marino. Like, he just looked amazing yeah. in that game. Um, you know, and then he got COVID and had a bad couple couple weeks there. But, hey, he's back, man. He, he lit it up against the Jets. So, George, Ken I, Newton, Loftus in the freaking house. I really needed him to have a bad week last week. I played against him in a league, and I lost by 0.15 points. Oh, really? I started him I and li- Jacoby Myers. I had a great week last week. <laughs> You're a genius for starting Myers. So, boys, let's get right into... Wait, do you hear that? I think I hear that. Wow, that sounds like next gen. Boys, next gen is here as of yesterday. The Xbox Series S and X have come out, and the PlayStation 5 is on... What what, what does Majora's Mask do? Like the, fifth, could you say the hours? horizon is on the horizon? It, yeah. It's well, the dawn, that's the dawn of the third day? Is that, is that the, the it, reference? Is it, it is the on. final countdown? I'm sorry, that's so good. I don't want to get a copyright strike. Next Gen is here, and... Oh, boys, I'm ready. But before we get into that, what have you been playing, Mr. Slakehouse? All right. So obviously I wasn't here last week. I was very uh, preoccupied with my... Um, what Were you going to say important? Were you going to say I wasn't here last week? I was very important. <laughs> preoccupied with my important business handlings. <laughs> um, but I uh, the last week... I downloaded Remnant from the Ashes to play with uh, my two friends that I play games with quite often online. One of my best nice. friends and, and one of our, our good guys from high school that we uh, we play games with. Because it's a three-player uh, Souls-like game. And it's got guns and whatnot. It's got a really interesting story. And I was I'm, I'm, I love the game. It's super, super good. It's a blast to play with your friends. Uh, there's this upgrade tree that makes the game a lot easier the further you go in the bosses are really like fun and challenging and you know we're, we're, we're having a blast through this so i, I alluded earlier in the show uh, approximately uh three minutes ago that i believe dark souls is a trash game for trash people and i want to let you know that i formed this opinion because after i played remnant i was like you know what like I'm really digging this. I'm playing on my own. I'm grinding. I'm getting all these upgrades and equipment and I'm having a blast. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll, I'll give Dark Souls another shot. So I download Dark Souls 3. I buy it. I download it. I just don't understand. <laughs> because the game in all aspects is bad. Like the, the reason the bosses are so hard is because the mechanics are bad in Dark Souls. The animations are bad in Dark Souls. 
like it's super it's super super clunky do you feel like everyone's love of Dark Souls is just like some elaborate practical joke against you that you're just yes. not in on? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I feel like like this is like, like, like this is some sort of like internet like like long con fantasy. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> dude, I started playing it and I, I get through like the first part and I'm like, this is this is the game that everyone's like, oh, good, good noob. Like, no, don't you don't need to get good. You need to play a different game that like has accurate hitboxes and like animations that are that go faster than five frames a second like it's like dude i'm sorry dark souls just i think if that if dark souls had a competent animation and and gameplay system behind it that game's not that hard like 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 that's the, the all the difficulty comes from the fact that you get animation locked in dark souls all of it all when 100 percent of the difficulty comes from your animation lock so I, I just don't understand. There's no lore to the game that's presented in the game. Like it's there, but you have to like dig for it. Yes, yes, you do. Um, yeah, the way the whole. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know. I'm not qualified to say if it's a good game or a bad game. I don't really care. I'm completely indifferent. But I will say that every time I ask someone who loves it to explain why they love it to me, they're not describing a video game. They're describing like a pretty abusive relationship. Yeah, <laughs> they're not. They're not. They're, nothing they talk about. Like if I just close my eyes and just forget, I asked about Dark Souls or two or three or whatever. It just it kind of sounds like Stockholm Syndrome, where you really just like start like really agreeing with your captors, and you're like, they're dude, right. they're right. I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> there was a stat that was in the characters for Dark Souls that went unknown for years. No one knew what this stat did. Mm-hmm years yep. <laughs> it's an rpg <laughs> like you can't tell me that like this is we're, we're really this is the standard we're gonna set for like like rpgs that dark souls is a is a good rpg because you, the difficulty comes from the animation lock the animations are clunky and the game gives you no explanation of, of, of anything whatsoever this is what we, we're doing yep remnant's a better game Dick, I hands mean, down hands down I mean, I'm, at least Remnant didn't come out three years later after years of learning from the Soulsborne genre. If I had a gavel, but, I would smack it and declare that as a fact. I like how I you have, have a chance to talk about currently. a game you're positive on or a game you hate, and you spent six and a half minutes just ripping <laughs> a third a-hole into a game you hate. It's because Remnant's he knows great. how much I like it. <laughs> it's not even that, dude. Like, I, I, I didn't play Dark Souls last week because you liked it, and I wanted to crap all over it. It was... Because I had so much fun playing Remnant that I'm like, you know, what? I haven't I haven't played uh, a Souls like since Bloodborne came out, and I'll give it another shot. And I, I will say, Bloodborne is a better game than Dark Souls Three. Yes, I Bloodborne. The issues that are present in Dark Souls Three are not as present in Bloodborne. But Dark Souls Three, dude, when you roll, it takes you a solid three seconds. It's like, it's like watching my grandfather, who is dead, by the way, roll across the ground. It's because you're fat rolling. It's probably probably rolling in his grave that you bringing his name up talking about Dark Souls Three piece of. Shit. <laughs> it's, be, it's because you're fat rolling. That's why. If you don't fat why? roll, you roll so much faster. Um. So the the amount of like weight you can carry, if your armor is more than two thirds of the weight, you fat roll. Dude, I don't care. I'm just saying. <laughs> I just started the game. I shouldn't be over encumbered. Well, maybe you shouldn't wear that that armor. Maybe you should play a better game. Is all I'm saying. There's better. There's better Souls like games out there. Mortal that, Shell like, is great. I recommend I that Mortal one. Shell. Do you need a hug? I haven't played Mortal Shell. I, I'm a little. I'm a little fired up right now because of the Dark Souls thing. Because I spent like thirty bucks on it, and I'm like, yeah, like people. There's no way this game is bad. Like I've seen these awesome screenshots, and then like I play it, and I'm like, this is not only boring, but like. The difficulty comes from these animations. The animations are terrible, and that—that's the, that. In the you, you because you get animation locked is the whole reason that game is hard. You're you're a PC nerd, right? I am now. Okay, Did you so you didn't pre-order a PlayStation Five? No, he didn't. Yeah. All right, I'm like I'm oddly excited for Demon Souls. I've had no attachment to the series was, over, over the years. I was gonna say in 15 hours, Demon Souls will be installing in my console. On my I already played Demon Souls on PS3 back when we had a barren wasteland for RPGs because someone recommended it to me as a good RPG. And I was very um, stricken by how unfair that game was. I, so I don't know, because like I, I said, I, I haven't played Dark Souls really at all. 
Um, is there still like really unfair traps in the Souls games? Um, not as much because, like, especially the main trap that comes to mind is the mimic chests, which there is a way to tell what chest is regular and what chest is a mimic. Okay, because in Demon Souls, like random boulders will just fall from the sky and on top. Oh, of yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that's what happens occasionally. It's yeah. like. This isn't even a skill-based thing. This is just pain. Like, you're just making me upset. I mean, the, my favorite's when you're going up a staircase and there's nowhere else to go, and then you're like, I can outrun it. It's like, no, you can't outrun it. Of course you can't outrun it. <laughs> yeah. There's just, like, ra- these random unfair things that happen in, in the Souls well, games that th- I just think can't think about it this way. Down with. If you can't outrun a trap, then you'd never get past it. So there is a way to outrun the traps. Yeah, don't play the game. <laughs> Yeah, but I like playing good games. It's just like it's just like that movie War Games. The only way to win the game is to never play. That was yeah. the, that was the lesson. God, there. it's such a good movie. It is a movie. It's a movie. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> it I, is a movie. I enjoy that movie very much. Uh, and then the other game I've been playing, I've been playing all week long, is Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah, Ooh. buddy. Um, yeah. So I don't know why either. I, I just I was like, man, you know what? I never played Rise of the Tomb Raider. And can, by the way, before I even get in this, this conversation, can we give a shout out to Square for making the worst video game decision in the history of publishing, probably of all time, which, which was buying the year exclusivity contract yep. with Microsoft. Yep. And what? then releasing the game a week after Fallout 4 came out. I it was um, the same no, day. it was the <laughs> was same it, day. It was it the same day? Yeah. I, I Target was doing buy two, get one free on video games. So I went to Target and bought uh, Fallout 4, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and Black Ops 3. And, so I really wish... Yeah. It, sorry, that was, No, that was just a horrible decision on their part. I really wish um, Austin was here, because I know he loves Rise of the Tomb Raider so much. Let me pull it up. I wrote I wrote some thoughts down here on, on what I think about Rise of the Tomb Raider. I was going to say, sir, Seth, I don't know if you know, I'm a huge fan of the Tomb Raider series, especially this new tr- trilogy. I think the I, the reason I said that was I think Austin said it was one of like his favorite um, games of all time. The second one, I think. The Have fir- you played the third one? Yes. I haven't played two or three. I've only played the first one. But like the first one, I genuinely believe is better than Uncharted. Um, I agree. Yeah, I do too. Um, so I I, I booted up Rise of the Tomb Raider, and I, <laughs> so I just built my PC this year. It is. $2,000 worth of steel and plastic and high conductivity materials. Worth of me and me, plastic. Right? Rise of the Tomb Raider pushes my PC to the limit. Like, when you max this game out, it looks insane, dude. Laura Croft looks in, like, a, like it looks like a, the PS5 generation. And this game came out five years ago. It's like a really, really, really beautiful looking game. Um... <laughs> Hey, Elijah, did you hear that? Seth just said he spent $2,000 on a PlayStation 5. Yep. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, <laughs> you know, back on, it, I got mine back on it, I got mine for uh, 500 <laughs> Looking back, we've dropped a lot of F-bombs, so Austin's going to be upset. Um, <laughs> I haven't done one yet, so I had to You get one just in. did. You I, had to, I, just, I just had to get one in. <laughs> He's like, Austin's like, I'm working 60 hours this week. Please make it easy for me. And we were just like, bam, 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 bam. Uh, anyway, so yeah, it looks it looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, here's the weird thing I see though, is that I, I'm really excited to see how this trilogy finishes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna immediately jump into Shadow of the Tomb Raider next. Uh, Laura Croft looks worse in Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yes, her face looks almost like clay or something like that like her she does not look right at all I'm, it look it, i'm not it gonna say awful. she she looks like she doesn't look like a person or anything but she doesn't look as modeled yeah it looks she looks very strange now uh square enix did change the developer for the shadow tomb they yes. changed it from crystal dynamics to Eidos Eidos montreal, montreal who is a very they're a developer. Yes. Well, they, and, were the um, they, they were uh, the Dave ones Peck. who they, they did other Tomb Raider games in the past, right? Like I know it was Crystal Dynamics throughout like the the nineties and stuff. Like until um, like Underworld and all that. I thought they I thought Eidos had a hand in, in Tomb Raider. Eidos Montreal. So Eidos did, 
Um, but I Crystal don't... Dynamics was like the big one. So officially, yeah. Eidos Montreal has only made games since 2011. Yeah. Oh. Eidos Montreal oh. was a newer studio, I was pretty sure. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm thinking, I'm, maybe they just published, maybe just Eidos published. Yeah, Eidos published. Yeah, Eidos. Okay. Yes. Eidos has made Deus Ex Human Revolution, Thief, yep. uh, Mankind Divided, Deus Ex Breach, uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and Marvel's Avengers, which we can probably talk about oh later. Oh my god, yeah, I'm excited so, to talk about that. So the, it is like Square Enix is like C-Team, and they put up, they put on Shadow of the Tomb Raider, but a lot of the problems I have with Rise of the Tomb Raider I have heard are fixed in Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which I'll get into here in just a second. Um, Rise of the Tomb Raider plays super smooth. Laura is animated extremely well, unlike in Dark Souls. <laughs> um, You're such a brat. He, <laughs> he, here's, he's going to take any moment to just, this This does this great. Too bad Dark Souls doesn't. You know how like, we pick on Austin for Breath of the Wild? I'm not giving up the Dark Souls fight with you. Like, this is... Never gonna like. I'm never gonna let it go. I wasted thirty dollars. Mister, stop it! He's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, George, you've played two the two Raider games, right? Uh, I played the first one of the new trilogy. I played a bunch of the old ones, but um, yeah, I played the first one. I actually played a little bit of the first one yesterday with Elijah. Um, yeah, he said you guys were playing two Raider. Just a coincidence. Yeah, I I got super into it. That uh, the first one came out right after I had a back surgery, and so I was pretty immobile for like a, two weeks. And so I got really into Tomb Raider and Bioshock Infinite. Those are like my two and, and Bioshock Infinite and Mass Effect. Those were like my three big games because I just grabbed the trilogy. Ah, two of them are good. Yeah. So the one thing I wanted to talk, I want to talk, I want to talk to you guys about two things very specifically about this game. The first mm-hmm. one is that I do not buy uh, Laura Croft's story anymore because it it does not make sense really because in the first one she has this amazing character development yes. right where like she's this innocent girl who's just trying to live to her father's legacy she gets stuck on this island there's a bunch of these crazy people killing her friends and whatnot and then she ends up like there's a specific moment in the first tomb raider game that i remember where she finally gets like i think it's like an ak-47 and she's like i'm coming for you you bastards and i'm like yeah like, like <laughs> it's awesome and then she has an amazing scene where she gets the crap kicked out of her, mm-hmm. and then she jumps into the, the the pool of blood and comes up, and it's like a, a rebirth, almost like a metaphor. Like it's the first Tomb Raider game, I think, is is genuinely a, an incredible game. But then Rise of the Tomb Raider starts, and you can make like a really strong argument that Laura Croft is is the antagonizer in Rise of the Tomb Raider. Like in the very beginning of the game she's aware of Trinity who, who is like the, the main antagonists of the, mm-hmm. of the game. Right. And she comes through this cliff face and she sees a giant Soviet camp with a bunch of Trinity soldiers into it. She is unarmed. Well, she has like, she has like her bow at that point. I think that's it. She has, doesn't even have a knife. Right. And she just waltzes into the Trinity camp for no reason. The game does not give you a single reason why she come, she walks into this, this encampment and starts this, like, essentially a war with with trinity she just goes in there and starts icing these guys and it's like what how much of the game have you played um almost i I think i'm at the climax okay there's a very specific reason she does which you find out throughout playing i don't know what reason you're talking about the game's five years old like 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 so i'm right now i'm at the part where trinity's about to attack the remnants Mm mm-hmm that's that's where I'm at right now. So whatever reason, the whole, the she whole reason is she knows Trinity is going after. I cannot remember the name of it, but the item that grants eternal life. Well, yeah, I know that, that that she she knew they were going after that. Elijah, once again, she is unarmed. She didn't even have a knife. She had a bow, an arrow, which is her main weapon. She waltzes into a massive military encampment because she's badass. and just starts killing them. There, that I, I do not buy this whatsoever. Especially like this, this incredible character development in the first game, and then like, like support our troops, support our troops. That, that's all I hear right now. <laughs> I don't get, I don't, I don't get that joke. Oh, uh, because it seemed like uh, you were taking the side of the massive military encampment as opposed to to Laura. She waltzes into this giant military encampment, right? And just starts killing them. She starts a one-man war against Trinity. And 
it doesn't make sense. It, it just doesn't. Here is what I will say. She she could have very easily just walked around the camp and continued her search for the artifact. She chose to blast through it. She was leaving a message for Trinity. I guess so. Like, she's a mass murderer. The, the big thing I will say, first off, yes, she is. Uh, I think Rise of the Tomb Raider has the better overall story. I think the original Tomb Raider has way better character development. Way better. In the third one, I don't think the character development is handled quite as well. Um, well, because I've heard mixed things about Shadow of the Tomb Raider. But I, from what I've heard, I'm more excited for it because I think Tomb Raider is at its best when you're actually like exploring tombs and yeah. following this ancient story and whatnot. Sh- and, like, Shadow of the Tomb Raider things. is much more of like it has an overarching story but it is much more a story about laura than it is about what is going on like it's it's talking much more about her than it is like about the overall story i'm cool i'm i'm cool with that i just like like i said i heard that the combat was was toned down in the third one but there's more actually exploring tombs and whatnot which i think I think is the strongest part of Tomb Raider. I, I, I don't get down with Laura's one man war against Trinity. Cause like it was, it was fine in the first one, right? Because like she had, she it was in a, it was a survival situation. Mm-hmm. They really tone like, like, like forced that down our throats in the first one. It was like, this is a live or die situation. If she doesn't fight back, she's going to die. Mm-hmm. And like that, that was very cool. It felt yeah. real. It felt raw. I love that. I, I'll, I'll go on record saying, I think the first one is a much better game than the second one. I'm having a blast with the second one. Like I, I haven't stopped playing it for three days other than like sleeping and working and eating and whatnot. But so you're those are just my general thoughts on Tomb Raider. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I've also had a bunch of collision glitches. Um, I don't know if you had them, Elijah playing them, but it, it's been so long. I don't remember. I keep having this reoccurring glitch that happens where like she'll stop colliding with things correctly. And it's not like one thing. It's like her whole collision is, is, is messed up. So I have to Strange. restart the game in order to get it. Yeah. I will be talking about glitches in a little bit as well. But before we do that, Jordan, Sorry, I know I rambled on about no, that. No, that's okay. I love talking about Tomb Raider. Uh, I, I absolutely adore those games. Like those three games are some of my favorite games to come out in the past decade. Uh, George, what have you been playing? Uh, it's cool that you talked about games for so long because I haven't really played that much this week. I've been kind of just doing catch up around the house life stuff. Um, but one game I have been spending time with is because. I'm getting ready for next gen. Um, yeah. I've been playing Black Ops 2 on PS3, Ooh. which which I never played before. And um, yeah, I usually play every Call of Duty game. I can't remember why. I think Black Ops came out when I was studying abroad. And I missed it. And then by the time I came back, they were on the Modern Warfare 3. And I love the Modern Warfare series. So I just jumped into that. But I finally played Black Ops 1 for the first time, I think, last year, maybe the year before. And now I'm checking out two, and um, it doesn't run super well on PlayStation 3, as can be expected, because Xbox 360 was the lead platform. But I'm impressed with how beautiful the game still looks. It um, is gorgeous. Like, still, all these years later, it's still a very, very good-looking game. I'm only, like, an hour into it. Um, it's fun so far. I'm still trying to figure out when they, like, really jump the shark, because Black Ops 1 just felt like a really cool 60s sort of spy thriller story and then all of a sudden there's like you know the aircraft from skynet kind of flying around in black ops 2 like i'm just like when did we become such future future and i was a little down on it in the beginning because i think you were just like overthrowing the government of angola or something but then like (laughs) the story became a little bit more clear about where all the tension was coming from about how like you know they started like a future warfare arms race but like china had a monopoly on all the uh rare earth minerals and they're like that's what this was all about i'm like all right that's at least interesting i mean you're shouting at me but that's that's fine and so yeah the the gunplay is good solid i mean it's call of duty but um yeah besides that like i'm just trying to play my playstation 3 now because i don't see myself turning it on that much in the next couple of months or years so that's fair trying to enjoy while i can and yeah still very impressed like it drags well below 30 frames per second at a lot of parts it really chugs along but like man the models in it are still pretty beautiful that that's one thing call of duty has always been able to do is it has looked gorgeous yeah 
as so. as for me, as I said, I'm going to be talking about many glitches. Um, as we referenced earlier, I have been playing Tomb Raider on PS3, the reboot. Uh, I, I keep a PS3 at work and will play it while I'm on the treadmill. And I've just been going through Tomb Raider. I've been in the mood. But also, we've been doing uh, Tomb Raider online to get some of the get the trophies for it. And I had a glitch on the PS4 version where my character, I was like crouched walking, but then I couldn't control my character and he just started skidding along the ground and like into the wall. My friend had to uh, kill me in order to get me to stop. Um, that's right. She's still mad that I shot her in the face with a shotgun. Uh, oh. Wait, Seth, hold on. This is a good time to ask you a question. Um, so we, we played a multiplayer match. Uh, Elijah, mm-hmm. myself, and uh, Elijah's friend Demi. Um, and in it, I think Elijah got or Demi got the most kills, and mm-hmm. Elijah got the most downs. Like you have to knock them down and then like actually go up and like melee them to like get a point, basically. And so they were trying to decide which one of them was like the best at the game. But like I platinumed the game on PS3 four years ago, mm-hmm. and I platinumed the PS4 version earlier in quarantine in like a week so i gotta ask you of the three of us which one is the best at the game so the one person platinumed it yeah over and over one person got more downs and one person got more kills yeah so who's who's the best at the game can you just settle this for us please was there multiplayer trophies in the platinum yes, yes. in both versions the person who platinum yeah okay. i agree cool cool thank you just wanted to double check <laughs> it. it was um, it was contentious on the discord call <laughs> another game i've been playing is called Chicken Police, Paint It Red. Oh my god. <laughs> this game, I want you to imagine a noir film from like the 30s or 40s. Got it. Alright. But all of the characters, like the bodies are human and everything, but all of the characters are animals. Your your main character is a chicken. He was half of the famous Chicken Police duo. Uh, Obviously, god. yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember his name off the top of my head because it's a wonderful noir name. Um, and basically this deer comes and says, I'm here because my, like, I'm here on behest of someone else. They have been receiving threatening messages. We would like to hire your services. Who is this other person? Miss Kat Zanko, the cat club owner who is currently dating Ibn Wessler, the rat uh, mafia lord. This game is amazing. It is one of those, like, search through, like, it has a screen, you know, you click on, you want to check this out, check this out, talk to this person. There's questioning, like, you want to ask the right questions to get the best answers, to get the most clues to the situation. It's actually really neat. It's a crazy, crazy coat of paint basically on a really fun game because I, I I always loved the whole like noir genre of movies I love Sin City mm-hmm. uh, and this kind of feels like Barnyard Sin City cool and it, it's actually yeah. stupid fun and but the la- the last does, game I want to talk about oh, no, go ahead, sorry does, does it run well because this just sounds like the kind it of runs game very that well it has, has like killer ideas but poor execution just it runs like, very well the reach which is their grasp you know it, God, that game is strange, but I absolutely adore it. Cool. Speaking of things that don't run very well, I've also been playing uh, the remake, question mark, of the game 13 came out yesterday. 13 was a PS2, Xbox, GameCube, cel-shaded first-person shooter starring David Duchovny. God, I love that last fact. And the remake, question mark, I keep saying that for a reason, came out yesterday. It is supposedly a remake looks a lot more like a remaster it looks like the only thing that was actually remade was the main character model but everything else just looks like they took the original graphics and said here's a fresh you know we'll bump that turn the knob from 720 to 1080 and we're good um actually 480 to 1080 and i've had so many glitches in that game it's ridiculous uh i had one where it was the start of a level and it put me above where you have to walk. And I was stuck in this, like, just little square up above where it was supposed to drop me. 
another one i just fell through the level i was like climbing up this snowy hill to try and get a look out on other guys and i just fell in through this level um different stuff like that it at times will knock down to like single digit frames per second that's annoying yeah it, it's not very often but it's often enough for me, for me to be like ugh. i i adore this game like 13 is a great game there's a reason i picked it up again on the day it came out i love this game i can't recommend this remake remaster i can't there's just too many deficits with it it really chaps my man like it's 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 annoying enough that like you can't play every single original game on like a backwards compatible console like i like i think that's genuinely annoying enough i understand licensing and there's just all these wrinkles that you have to add and so like i get why i can't just put like my copy my xbox copy of 13 into my xbox and play it but at the same time it's like dude it's been like 15 years like how how have you not just like we knew what the problems were 15 years ago you can read a whole bunch of reviews to talk about it yep why why can't you just like if you're going to do this that's fine commit to it and and do it don't don't make new problems for something <laughs> like that that's so annoying some of the shining stars of the game are that you can grab a chair and just walk along and smack somebody over the head with it um the the hardest difficulty isn't even that hard um and the trophy list a plus yeah i got six i got 16 trophies for it today i have over half the trophies and really a lot of it is just going to be playing it on the easiest difficulty and be like all right i need to uh stealth kill five people in a row before i'm detected by someone which will be easy on that difficulty stuff like that and then find all the collectibles how are how are the load times? Because I'm now I'm thinking about this, and now I'm getting angry. Eh, okay, man. Great. Like, okay, same thing with Kingdoms of Amalur. It takes so long to load into an area, and I'm like, mm-hmm. mother, why? Like, this isn't I, like a graphically intense game. This isn't. There's not a lot to compute going on right now. So, like, why does it take forty seconds to load into the next area that looks ninety percent the same as this area? I literally keep Netflix up on my other monitor and when it's like, Oh, change in level, click play on Netflix. That's ridiculous. Because like, because the levels are short enough that you'll get through a level in like ten minutes and then have like a minute load time. Yeah, and I remember like I I play a lot of older games just because um like I have an Xbox in the living room and so like when girlfriend or whatever is doing work in the bedroom, it's also like her office. Um I'll just go out there and just play games and like man, Star Wars Battlefront two takes like 10 seconds to load into a map takes 10 seconds it used to take 90 seconds a a minute you know and the fact that they're like okay no this is a pain point like let's improve the quality of life here and it's like why don't you focus on quality of life first and then squeeze out whatever graphics you can get Mm -hmm. because if someone's gonna buy this game they're not buying it because they want the prettiest sheenest thing they want like they're trying to best recreate their old experience yes exactly so but like you, you can also make the argument like load times vary depending on the game in importance. Right? Kingdoms of Amalur, you run into a lot less load times mm-hmm. than you would in like Star Wars Battlefront. Sure. So if the load times were even fifty percent longer in Star Wars Battlefront, they'd probably be super annoying, you know. Mm-hmm. But in Kingdoms of Amalur, it's like okay, I'm going to open a door. Yeah. Maybe I'll get a thirty second load time, but. I won't have to see their loading screen for, you know, 30, 45 minutes, maybe. Yeah. Um, like, until I finish selling my stuff at the shop and then I got to bounce out of there. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, that, they, that that kind of thing is super annoying. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you there. But um, I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, when Battlefront 2 loads something, it loads a lot less than... Like, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. And, like, this is really just me complaining about first world problems. But I guess, like, it, in specific, when you're talking about a 15-year-old game, it's right. like, man, yeah. how, did, how did you not think to to put and, a little extra attention into this part of the process? And to give you an idea, this game takes about nine hours to beat. There are 32 missions. It's pretty short. And there is a like minute load time in between each mission. 
I so, could literally watch an entire TV show in the load times. Yeah, so one eighteenth of your entire playing experience is just going to be load screens, and that, and, that remember, and that's if you don't die. If you don't, yeah, and have to. Re- do you oh. remember Bloodborne pre patch? That was the worst loading. Oh time man, yeah. See, the thing about Bloodborne is, if you were good enough, I wasn't. You could literally go through the entire game with that single load time. The entire game. I mean, that's pretty rad. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately. I ha- I saw that load time like I don't know, fifty times during the first boss. Yeah, so like like most people aren't gonna did, do that though. Majority did, of people. Are I really like. Over, I, over, I, over. I really thought you were gonna be like, yeah, that's how you know it's not a good game. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely think Bloodborne's better than Dark Souls Three. I didn't have the um, same problems. Did, with did you see the thing people were doing when Bloodborne fi- first came out? The challenge where you would have to do like push-ups in between every time. You die oh, like during that was the loading such a long screen. Time ago, dude. Yeah, like so much of my life has happened between now and the PS4 launch. Like so, I... so many other push-ups. Yeah, yeah, so many other push-ups. So many other push-ups. Dark Souls sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, gentlemen, what do you say we get into the news? I will kick us off because I think this story is ridiculous, and I hope it gets fixed because Microsoft can't catch a break. This is from John Archer at Forbes, which is an, a website I hate, but was the one that found the everything condensed better. The Xbox Series X 4K Blu-ray player has a problem or two. As with the Xbox One S and X, the new Xbox Series X is much more than just a games console. It's designed to be a full-on home theater system, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the main issue is basically the disk drives aren't working the best, uh... They are reading the discs, but they seem they're making really bad sounds. Uh, sounds like grinding, uh, as if like it's having trouble reading the disc, but it's reading everything fine. And it sounds like the drive is just an overdrive. And I've heard a lot of heard from a lot of people having this problem. And another problem I've heard from personally about five or six people. And then, you know, just other things on Twitter is the console starts shutting off. Just out of nowhere, it will just shut off. Does it, does it give you an error message or anything? No, it just shuts off hmm. in the middle of playing. Um, That's annoying. Yes. One thing now, I don't know. I, I've heard like the same games from a bunch of people, but that's because they're like, five or six total like next gen games to play right now. But the games that I'm hearing the most it's coming from are the games that have that smart delivery upgrade. Oh, interesting. <laughs> like, yes. Um, in fact, a uh, friend of the show, Brandon mentioned the three games he had problems with were also all, these smart delivery upgrade games. He had played Apex for a couple hours. Everything perfectly fine. But the console would randomly shut off when trying to play Dirt, Yakuza, or Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed is one I've heard from a bunch of people. It'll just shut off. I've heard the new Assassin's Creed game is broken in many ways, though. Yes. Yes, it is. It's apparently a hot mess. I cannot wait to play it. I'm so excited. See, I thought I would be more excited for it because, first off, I love the setting. And I was a big fan of Odyssey, but I just don't care. I, I think with me, I haven't played an Assassin's Creed game since Black Flag. Oh yeah, it's 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 not the same game anymore. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm I know I'm going to be in for like a whole new experience. Yeah. So I, I that's think that's right. why I'm so ready for it. Otherwise, that's right. I can totally. It's not the same game anymore. It's good now. Um, Assassin's Creed is finally good. It is. It's a lot better now. Yeah, <sighs> Black Flag is amazing though. Just gonna mm, anyhow. But yeah, and Black Flag is where the series stopped progressing as well. Yes, yes, it is. God, that, that, game that's, is so, that game is so boring. Um, I actually agree. I don't like Black Flag. I, Origins, though, great game. Odyssey, probably a perfect game. That's like, like a game desert. That's a game. desert island game. Like I hundred percent of that game. That game's pretty special. Yeah, yeah and how long did that take you? Hundred and fifty hours. It's big. Damn. Like I did that like over the course of a year though. Like that wasn't like a rush. But yeah, I just I hope these problems get fixed soon. Um I started hearing it in the morning 
But then as the day progressed, I've heard from more and more people about this happening. Now, there was... It sounds like a patch more than like a hardware problem, though. Like, it sounds like it's one of those things where like it it thinks it's overheating. So it's for that one. Yes. But for the like grinding sounds and everything. Yeah, that's probably not great. (laughs) That's that sounds like a hardware problem. Um, And I'm hoping that there are not many of like not much of this happening. Uh, Like, but, you know, you know, we're not seeing everything on Twitter. We're not seeing everything on social media. Um also, the I, people who are having a great experience probably aren't tweeting about it because they're too busy having a great experience with their new Xbox. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But it, someone needs to make an official term for that because it, it's so prevalent in the world today, which is like you're more inclined to say something if you're having a negative experience than a positive experience. There's got to be a term for that. Yeah, it's, it's called Twitter. Um, <laughs> it, the term is just Boom. Twitter. Um, every single comment section ever by <laughs> I'm I'm God I'm praying for a safe smooth launch tomorrow for PS5 <laughs> it's not gonna there's be, gonna be there's gonna a be problems. certain failure rate you know yeah. but it's, it's, it's hopefully I, not going to be and I mean astronomical Xbox one had it Xbox 360 had it PS3 mm-hmm. had it mm-hmm. PS4 had it I can't believe you're still working I love you baby GameCube. Um, GameCube didn't have it. Last good video game console anyone ever made was GameCube. Um, Game, GameCube. We came out fine, perfect. right? Yeah, I think so. Mine still works. Yeah, I still got my. Smash Brothers Brawl broke my Wii's laser, so that was fun. Uh, but yeah, that, that's all I want to talk about. Xboxes are having problems. I really hope that gets sorted out fast. And I hope the people that are having the problems get their stuff sorted out fast, so they can. I mean, it's, it's, it's still under warranty. So like that, I would that, hope. That's, that's great news. Yeah. Has Microsoft put out like an official statement or anything about them? Um, the only statement I've seen is Microsoft said, "Don't blow vape smoke into the Xbox Ones." Oh uh, um, yeah, there was one video of like smoke coming out of the fan, and they're like, "It's not smoking; it's vaping." Totally different. Yeah. It's a. It was the PS5 though, right? People. Were no, it was the it was, uh, it was Series X, X. Series X, yeah. Because you you just saw smoke Sweet. billowing out of the top of the Series X. Although the best thing I saw, the thing that makes me want a Series X right now, is somebody had a ping pong ball on top, but with the Series X running, the ping pong ball is just floating in the air. I um so awesome. admittedly, I, I have done this before when I was vaping. I blew vape smoke into my computer, my PC, because I wanted to test the airflow, and I was like, "That's the best way to see how this airflow is going." Oh yeah. <laughs> And I blew it in there, and I could see exactly how the vape smoke twirled, and, and he got shot out my PC. It was pretty sweet. That does sound pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Because yeah, I ripped... One time I was breaking into a bank, and I, I didn't know where the lasers were, so I pulled out my vape, and then I just blew that into the vault room, and then I was able to see where the lasers were, and then, yeah. You could do that. Yeah, like, no, same thing. <laughs> you could do that. It's, oh, easier, right. it's easier with hookah, but hookah's way worse for you than vape, so... Yeah, yeah, true. You think you make more smoke with hookah than you do vape? I mean, the last time I hookahed, I certainly did. Yeah, because I used to rip really fat clouds, dude. Like I was, <laughs> I was pushing out some smoke. On that note, Seth, why don't you tell us about the Mass Effect Legendary Click? I'm sorry. After rip fat clouds, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so I thought this was this was super cool because we had just talked about this mm-hmm. in like a really recent episode um, that. We were, we were still waiting for a Mass Effect uh, collection. And then on November 6th, someone tweeted out, I don't know who it was, some nerd probably tweeted out, you should keep your eyes open for uh, Bioware fans. And Seven Day. Yeah, and Seven Day. And then sure enough, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition was uh, shown off. But not really. We, we saw like a brief teaser trailer. Yeah. And that's all we know so far, really. But um, boy, am I excited! I'm excited too. But also, we're the we're the sh- we're the, sorry, Austin. We're the sh- was this two years ago? Like it's uh, it's coming so, it's coming out after the new consoles launch. I know there's going to be a patch for it. I understand that, but like I don't want it in the old PS4 backings like on on my, on my box. I want it on the PS5. Like make it a PS5 Xbox Series. I'm sure X there'll game. be a PS5 edition, right? Um, it, it it is getting just an upgraded like patch for ps5 so my theory about this is that the negative press from andromeda was so great they didn't want to risk putting it out 
It's very that. possible. And they wanted to wait for that to sizzle off a little bit for them to put it out. They should have put it out before Andromeda, in my opinion. That would have made way more sense. Um, but hopefully the real explanation is they've taken so long because they are performing upgrades on Mass Effect 1. That would be... That would be very helpful. Perfect. That would be just perfect because would... Mass Effect 1 plays like garbage. Yeah, but I was talking about this with friends the other day. Like, I don't feel... When I play Mass Effect 1, I don't feel like I play it as much as I manipulate its shortcomings. Like, I really just, like, take advantage of how busted that game is. But, like, if that game isn't busted, like how long is it you know like if you're not just like con- constantly dying because you're you know you're playing it on insanity or whatever and like you're just getting cheap shot with rockets like how long is that game really like if it's like i've had mass effect one's long since series i uh i think three is probably longer really well that's like, the shortest building your army i think two is the shortest because what it's worth i'm on novaria in my playthrough right now you're not. You don't have a playthrough alive. I, I do have That's a playthrough. Like, you're, you're at like the halfway point. Just rip it off and shut shut them up. Oh, Just really? play the whole play the whole game and shut them up. Um, in Mass Effect One, you're on yeah. the area. Um, yeah, you've been right. playing the Mass Effect games for like a decade. You don't have a playthrough. I mean, I st- I started it this year. You started how many times? Have you started the Mass Effect trilogy, like six. No, the second game I've started like three times. This is the first time I've played the first game. Like I've even tried the first game. Oh, why? Why? But um, my favorite. <laughs> I remember everybody saying how the Mako is so hard to handle. It's just broken. Um, my favorite thing was when I told I was telling somebody, "Wow, this Mako handles supremely well," because they kept saying I wouldn't be able to handle it. But I was saying this as it was just all over the place and going back and forth. God, the biggest problem the with the Mako isn't actually the handling. It's the fact they have no vertical aim. Yes. You have zero vertical aim, and this, I, I forget what planet it's on. There's like a desert rocky planet yep. that you go to that may go, and it's almost impossible to use because you have no vertical aim, and the Fun enemies f- are on varying levels of verticality. Fun fact: uh, I took and like use a sniper rifle, like you coward. God. I took no. like a two month break from that game because I got so mad and rage quit at the part that same planet you're talking about. Where the giant like sandworm comes out? Oh, the thresh, the thresher maw. Yeah. yeah, and I had such a problem defeating it because using the guns on the Mako are so bad. It's gotta go around in circles, man. It's gotta do circles and. That's what eights. I learned. That's yeah. what I learned. You just run them over. No, you don't. I think if you run. Oh, into, that's what I did. I think if you run into the thresher maw, your your shit explodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. not not the not the thresher maw. The uh, the enemies. Like the oh yeah. Soldiers. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I, and I the Mako, I just run them over. I don't even bother shooting him at some point. I mean, just, I like rah! the I like the Mako more than like the hammerhead shark or whatever, like the tank and two. I don't think I did this. While Seth looks that up, George, why don't you tell look. us about Apple Arcade? Yeah, Seth, you're gonna love that on the trilogy remastered when that comes out. Um, and uh, your PS5 pre-order experience. Oh, yeah. I didn't pick a news article this week just because the news is pretty light. Like, it feels like everyone's just in, like, a holding pattern waiting for the new consoles. Uh, I will say, uh, Elijah and I were asked about our pre-order experiences last week on our special intimate one-on-one episode. And I didn't really have a whole lot to say about the PlayStation 5, but I'm just being fed a whole lot of varying degrees of information that I don't know if I should trust. And it's really annoying because the PlayStation 5 requires a signature. I appreciate them adding a level of security just to make sure I get this very expensive thing I bought, but it is very annoying when GameStop is telling me that it's shipping December 20th. I'm like, okay, that's way later than I wanted it, but at least I'm getting it. That's fine. And then I get an update saying like, no, actually it's coming November 12th. Did you, did, and originally, did you say December 20th? Yeah. They said Whoa. I would receive it by December 20th at the latest. I'm like, all right, well that sucks, Whoa. but that's at least like, I know. And then I got an email update from them saying, like, oh, actually, it's getting in November 12th. I'm like, shut your face. Is it really? That's amazing. That's so soon. That is awesome. And then I got an updated email saying it's coming in November 20th. And then they provided a USPS tracking number, except it's not a USPS tracking number. It's a FedEx tracking number. So I kept going to USPS trying to, like, enter in the tracking number that they gave me next to the United States Postal Service logo. That wasn't working. And then I was just like, okay, screw this. I'm going to try UPS. Didn't work at UPS. And I tried FedEx and it worked at FedEx. And FedEx says I'm getting it tomorrow. And so I don't actually know when my console's getting here. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You don't how trust the FedEx, but 
Here's a hot tip, though. If you just put your tracking number in Google, it'll automatically do it for you. Yeah, that, okay. That's good to know now. Um, but, like, yeah. GameStop is still telling me it's getting in the 20th. But FedEx is telling me it's getting in tomorrow. So I need someone, I would trust FedEx. I FedEx need, is an impartial source. Yeah, but it's yeah. still in Pennsylvania last time I saw. That's because we're the best state. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Let's see. Where is it in Pennsylvania? Um, Harrisburg. I'm going to no, say probably Allentown. No, God, I wish it was Allentown. I actually know where that is. Philadelphia? Um, no, it's not there. It's it's like GWP something. I don't know. Uh, so it's in the, it's in the middle middle of Pennsylvania. I'm loading it up right now, then I'll tell you guys. I'm in the middle of Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, watch it be like Williamsport. It's stuck in Williamsport. I'll pick it up for you, George. Oh, thanks, buddy. Um, so on top of that, okay, now it says Thursday, November 12th on the actual GameStop. Ooh, there you as, go, bud. Ooh, as of 8 o'clock tonight, updated, it's in Milltown, Connecticut. So that's ooh. that's only eight hours away. So it should well, be. Well, you you ruined the suspense. What was the Pennsylvania town it was stuck in? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I can find that now. I'll I'll double check on the uh, on the. Oh FedEx. my god! <laughs> I'll double check Man, on the every, Everything Seth and I just wanted to hear, and you just dissipated it all. Yeah, I want to know what town it was in. I want to know what town. Oh, George's PS5 sorry, was, it was in. It was in East Hanover, TWP. East town, East Hanover Township. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, but I have a lot of townships in Maine. I'm not yeah. used to that abbreviation. We, 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 we do have a lot here. A, a lot. township is a stupid name. Yeah, just call it You're a not town. wrong. Um, and so... And it's not a ship. Uh, probably like a month ago, I finally upgraded my iPhone 7, and I got the iPhone Special Edition, or SE, like the, the small iPhone that still has a button, but it has like the brains of an 11. So this is like a new phone. I was really excited. And as soon as I got that new phone, I got Apple Arcade. Now, upgrading my phone, updating like my old phone, getting everything off of that onto the new phone was like one of the single worst tech experiences I've ever had in my entire life. I'm not going to go into that. Instead, I'm just going to talk about Apple Arcade and how excited I was to finally get it. It's, I mean, it's fine. I don't really understand the hype about it. Uh, the one game that everyone was touting as being amazing was uh, Grindstone. And that's just like a match game game where you play as like a viking and then you pick out enemies it's a grid full of enemies and there's like five different types of enemies and you can only attack them if they're next to each other and if they're the same enemy type and you have to like plan out your position and all that stuff i just don't really get the hype for it like it doesn't seem like there's a lot of must play games and like i know it's got a rotating schedule of products basically on it that you can download but like there's just nothing really cool about it uh, so far, I've played Grindstone. I've played this game called Stranded Sails, which is this little action-adventure game. Um, I'm trying not to pair a controller to my iPhone just because I'm like, no, like I want it to be a mobile game. Like I want this Like if I'm out waiting for something or you know, like at work and I got some downtime, Like I want to be able to play it the way I would play it in that situation. Makes sense. And I just don't... I just don't get the hype for Apple Arcade. Like, it's five bucks a month. I already feel like I'm overpaying for it. I'm probably going to cancel it within the next month. Um, and I just, like, if you're listening and you have games that you would recommend on that service, please write in and let me know what I'm missing. But everything just seems really sort of, like, artsy and kind of pretentious. And then everything well, who... that's not artsy and pretentious is just kind of, I'd rather play this on my PlayStation or on my Switch. Um, Who recommended it to you? Because I have never heard anyone recommend Apple Arcade. A bunch of podcasts I listen to. Like, everyone was pretty hype on it. Uh, there's one podcast I really enjoy called Into the Aether, and they are super, super into it. And I tried looking into a bunch of games that they recommend, and we just... I like those dudes a lot. Uh, I do not care for the games they like very much. Uh, I like hey, those so, dudes. I don't like their games. Yes, no, still, I'm still going to listen to every episode. It's a great show. Um, but man, I just don't care about uh, Necro Barista. I just don't get it. It's like an idle game where you're just like waiting to play the game, basically. Huh. <sighs> I don't See, know. I have a problem. I have a problem with mobile games that developed in the last, oh, probably eight years or so that I can't play them. And like, I can't play them because I can't, I can't focus on a mobile game. It's the same for like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a 3DS, like a portable console. I, for some reason, I just can't, like, zone into it like I can sitting when playing a console or computer. It's a really weird situation. Is it because you're on your phone and you'd rather just be looking at porn? Like, is, is that your problem? 
Maybe. Yeah. You got that look about you. Genuinely sure how he's going to react to that one. <laughs> like you never, you never quite want to look over my shoulder because you don't know what I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, it's like, oh, that crazy Seth, he's probably porning. I'm not going to yeah. look because I don't want to be right. No, I get it, though. But it's just like, well, I'm on my phone. I'm just like, I should probably be like tinkering with my fantasy lineups or like I should probably yeah, check exactly. Twitter. You're like, I've got like I love reading on my phone. Like I've got a whole bunch of books checked out from the library on my phone. Like I've got a whole bunch of just like news articles I want to read. So like it's just one of those things where I'm like, oh, man, this is like my device for everything but gaming. Like maybe my phone is like my break from gaming and I need yeah, to start that's... respecting it as such. That's kind of what I generally do, too, is like. I I will be on my phone and be like, all right, I don't want to game because when I get off my phone, I'm probably going to game. Yeah. Also, you can rent books from your library on your phone. Yeah, there's yeah. a really nice app called Hoopla that if you're a member of your library and if they're connected to Hoopla, uh, you can just get like digital copies. That's actually how I've been reading a lot That's of comics neat. lately. Um, just because they like get the trade paperback right when it comes out. So you don't have to like wait six months like on DC Universe or Marvel Unlimited. So it's it's pretty nice. That's really cool. You must yeah. have a really nice library that has like nice trade paperbacks. My library has like eight year old books. Yeah, my yeah. library here is not good. And I owe the nice one in Williamsport like two hundred bucks for my ex girlfriend, so that's nice. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure the library here in Nori still has VHSs. Hot. Well, they should. It's a library. They should I'm, keep those old. I mean, <laughs> I don't. I mean, VHS I don't know if they have DVDs yet. Yeah, no, I mean, I get it, though. Like, my game library, I still got the Genesis, you know. Gotta keep I gotta know. keep my Genesis games. Is that your uh, childhood room you're in? Uh, it is my childhood room, yeah. It's pretty sweet. I was gonna say, you put stuff up pretty fast. Yeah. When I moved into my apartment, it took me, like, six months. Yeah, no, I did not take anything down when I left. So, it's it looks like 2005 in here, man. I really respect the old school poster. I love that movie. I, I was just it. about to say, I like everything but the old school poster. Dude. When Will Ferrell gets a dart stuck in his neck, oh, I like everything. Dart, man. You gotta <laughs> dart your neck. Um, I mean, I have that poster. That's the first time I can remember like laughing so hard I thought I was going to hurt myself in a movie theater. <laughs> I was like 12 years old when I saw it. I'm just like, that is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't think I understand half the jokes, but the half I did understand, man, killed me. Hilarious. Yeah. Done. Too You're bad out. Will Ferrell is a terrible actor. Yeah, well, Dark Souls is a terrible game, so. <laughs> so maybe, maybe, maybe Dark Souls and Will Ferrell can hang out in terrible heaven together. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was so glad when he didn't stay on The Office. That was the worst part of the entire show. What do you mean? You wish he was going to stay? He was in there for like two episodes. There was a cameo. Yeah, you really think? I know, I'm part, glad. I like how you think he's the worst part of the worst part of The Office. That's yeah, preposterous. He's the reason it's the worst part of The Office. No, that show he's sucks. Like, that, honestly, as soon as Jim and Pam get to go to that show sucks. That's like, what, season three? Season four? Yikes, dude! Sure. That's a hot take. That, that is wow. too hot. That was a wow. really hot take. Parks and Rec is so much. Parks and Rec is so much better than The Office. I would say season eight and nine are where The Office See, sucks. With, he, with nine having some sort of redeeming quality, he, eight, eight is the worst episode. Here's of the, the here's the problem with with seasons eight and nine. When you when you look at a show like The Office, seasons two through seven are like a hot nine point eight. Season one sucks. It's the worst season of the entire show. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Okay, continue. But when you like look at that, and then you see seasons eight and nine, which are like an eight, it looks so much worse in comparison. They're no, not an eight. Seasons but... eight and nine are really good. No, no, they're not. They're not. Yeah, they are. Look, man, the only Dude, show that got better as it went on was Seinfeld. It's the only show that got better I as it went on. I've never watched Seinfeld. There's, like a whole, there's a whole bunch of classic shows I haven't watched because I just wasn't interested in them as a kid. My family didn't watch them. So like, I haven't watched Seinfeld. I haven't watched How I Met Your Mother. And I haven't watched Friends. Yeah, but that's I the have, thing. Like, Friends sucks after season probably five. Five say, is like the no start of the decline. Of that. How I Met Your Mother starts to suck by about season four. Office sucks after Jim and Pam get together because like, Pam sucks. Pam's like one of the worst characters. Um, Parks and Rec gets a... Okay, Parks and Rec gets better. Um, Parks and Rec does get better, yes. They should have just finished The Office of season seven. I don't understand. Yeah, I just don't like the like. I just I don't like the cringe. Like it's designed to make me feel bad and like uncomfortable. It's, it's designed to make you cringe. Be like, oh, that's so cringy. Like, what an idiot, you know? Yeah. Like when uh, did, Toby puts his hand don't... on Pam's leg, and then he, I'm like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh god, no. And then he, like he's like, I gotta go, and jumps over the fence and goes to Costa Rica for like six episodes. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's not, I can't even spend <laughs> twenty minutes great. that way. Like the same thing with like Curb Your Enthusiasm, like. I can watch two episodes and then I need like a week off 
before I can like really like step my toes back into it. Um, <laughs> Seth, I want to ask you, what is your favorite opening of the entire show? The Office. Yeah, Agent Jim. Asian Jim is Asian, a great Asian one. Asian Jim's pretty good. The um the quarters and the telephone one's pretty awesome too. <laughs> that is a really good one. That's not uh, an opening though. That's what. That's no, what no, on. that's true. That's not. That's, that's not an opening. No, no, no that's, uh, that was when Dwight was complaining about uh, like when yeah, they were like the comment box about like uh, yeah all <laughs> all of his complaints against Jim. <laughs> See, I know is, this. I know, is, the, um, I know the show. Like, I'm not saying I don't. Um, is um is Jim sending Dwight emails from the future an opening? The that is, one's yeah. awesome. <laughs> that one's awesome. Yeah, is that's an opening because he yeah. snaps the coffee out of Stanley's hand. hand yeah. Oh now, yeah, because then, don't trick the it, coffee. That. It was my favorite prank on Dwight until <laughs> until uh, yeah until Asian Jim. I think Asian Jim is like one of the funniest things I've ever uh, seen. I'm, Asian Jim. I'm a big fan of when they go to florida and jim's like i'm on the two kids schedule so i'm up early oh wait here they come and dwight and aaron come in the room and it's just like the tv is like smashed there's uh like going out the window the sheets are tied and then jim just falls out of the closet and just in written in red courses it was dwight (laughs) dwight just looks at the camera it wasn't me that one's pretty awesome like I'm There's also, so many good moments from that show. I'm also a fan of, I want to say it's the opening of season nine, where Kevin is talking about the turtle he saved. Okay. Dude, like, the, here's the problem with, like, season eight and nine. All the main characters progressively have less and less time, and by the end, you're almost up to a complete cast of the B characters. Like, think about it. Michael's gone at the end of season seven, yep. right? Okay. Then Jim time. and um, Homeboy, what's his name? Uh, White? White. No, the, the, Ryan? the black guy. The, uh, Stanley. Not uh, the other uh, black uh, guy. Uh, Daryl. Daryl. Then Jim and Daryl in the last season. Yeah, moved to Philly. Right? Go to Philly, and they're, they're there like like part-time. And it's like... Mm, oh, yeah. Then... Then, um, then the boom the, guy starts moving in on Pam. No, the, yeah, that, that's annoying. That but That, that the, is considered yeah. like the worst storyline in the entire show. But then the yeah, other thing actually, happened... I thought that was eight. really interesting. I actually really like um, What's his name? Ed, Ed, uh, the manager after Michael. Um, I don't know. Uh, Andy. Wow. Uh, yeah. Andy. Andy, Andy leaves and, and goes somewhere. You know, for this show, oh, you yeah, he guys, goes on a boat. He goes, he goes for on this boat. show. You guys were defending staunchly. You can't remember anyone's so, name. On. <laughs> oh yeah. A- Andy there. left because that was when he was filming the hangover three. Yeah, I know. It just ended at season seven. Also, it should have been, it, it, he, he should have stayed. <laughs> Yeah, we, did, did we as people sucks. really need to be hung over a third time? I don't think so. No. I, After I, the second one sucked, I was like, I don't know. Andy's one of the worst characters in the show, so I was kind of okay with him being gone. I will say that the moment when Andy comes back and he's like pretending to be the janitor and they're like, aren't you our new manager? He's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> I, also, I'm a big fan of the like five minutes where Creed is manager. Creed is my favorite character on that show, hands down. Creed's so the best. they, little tidbit here, they were going to, they weren't sure if they were keeping Creed in the first season, like by the end of the first season. Do you remember the Halloween episode where they have to fire someone right yeah. in season two, like near the beginning of season two, and he pulls Creed in, and then Creed's like, no, fire Devin, nobody likes him anyhow. They filmed two endings to that show, one where they fire Devin and one where they fire Creed, because bef- by the time they finished shooting, they still weren't sure which character they were going to get rid of. Creed thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> he just spoke um, about do- Microsoft Word document. <laughs> by the way, like we're gonna we're gonna come up with acronyms. All right, what is Bo Buddy? Bo Buddy. What does the B stand for? <laughs> Dude, I, I really love how the writers of that show like put their own characters in. Yep. You know, like, dude, some of these characters are so ridiculous. Uh, like, Kelly, dude, can you imagine writing yourself to be Kelly? <laughs> oh, my God. Toby. I love how Toby is one of the writers of the show. The one the one where Jim pretends he got is turning into a vampire. 
Oh, that's also sorry. Just oh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, just the way he leaves the office and like curls his collar up and is just like goodbye, Dwight. <laughs> that's just that's one I, of my favorite parts of the entire show. Sorry, I'm, just, I'm I'm thinking about my moments of the show. I'm just like, all right, the show. Dude, and then like it might it might not suck. I don't really like it that much, but it it doesn't. Do you remember the snowball suck. fight the where snowball. Jim and Pam walk out and there's just snowmen all over the place and the camera pans <laughs> to Dwight just standing on the roof like looking down. <laughs> I I was watching. Dude, so awesome. <laughs> I lost my sh- the other day. Sorry, Austin. I was. It was the episode where uh, they came came in and were doing Sweeney Todd in the office, and he pulls out the razor, and they start dancing around, and you just see Dwight get up and pull a knife out from his pants <laughs> and just hide it behind his back. I was just in the living room losing it i never noticed that before the show is so good if you're doing stats on a character like if everyone was a quarterback you know i I really think creed would be like 31 for 33 298 yards one touchdown and like that's that's a pretty good stat line when you consider his age why he doesn't do anything (laughs) but everything he does is perfect he's on the show for realistically 35 minutes of the entire show, right? Like throughout nine seasons, he realistically okay, yeah. has 35 minutes of screen time where he's the star. But in those 35 minutes, he's all... the star. <laughs> yes. What, what's going on, boss? There's been a murder and you are a suspect. All right, well, let me just settle in and I'll be right back. And the camera shows him getting into his car and drive away. <laughs> 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 or when it's Halloween, he has blood all over himself. It's Halloween. This is perfect. Dude, you know, like, like there's like a serious fan theory that Creed is the real Scranton Strangler, right? Yes. Yeah. Because um, Toby is super convinced that they got the wrong guy. He would like write a book about it, right? Or some yes. stupid whatever story. Well, I thought, well, I thought he was had. having like guilt because they got the wrong guy and he was the, the Scranton Strangler. Like, I thought that uh, was the theory. There's a theory that he's a Scranton Strangler, yeah. too, but there's also a really strong theory that if, Creed's a Scranton If your Strangler. name was George Howard Scubb, I'd strangle people, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, guys. I, I got to bounce. Um, no, that's okay. Yeah, it's time to wrap the show we up should, anyway. We should wrap this up. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. You can find us on every podcaster available, including we are now on Pandora, which is awesome. Send in any questions to bit.ly slash frameskip q or frameskip podcast at gmail.com find us on twitter and instagram at frameskip pod also on facebook.com slash frameskip pod seth go on i'm just thinking about pandora so it's like what you type in video game podcast and we're like the 93rd thing that comes is that probably Probably. how pandora comes out because like you know i remember like Modest Mouse. You couldn't search a song by Modest Mouse, but you'd hear yeah. one Modest Mouse song, and then you'd hear one Modest Mouse song an hour after that. <laughs> Someone yeah. says video game podcast on shuffle, yeah. like, <laughs> an hour and a half after. Yeah, just giant bomb talking about the GameCube coming out. And you're just like, oh man, I really hope I get a more current episode after. <laughs> Find Seth on Twitter at Seth S Taylor. Find me at Loco Lizard Man. Austin, who is dead, at Austin J Eller. And George at GB Loftus. Thanks, everybody. And until next week, good night, listeners. Good night. <laughs>